Today, my guest on Cutting Oranges is Mr. Andrew Ma. Andy is a sports journalist who is best known for hosting Before the Game and currently filling the afternoon air with Bob Murphy on SEN. Andy also happens to be our trusty runner at Carlton. Let's dive into that conversation. Andy Ma. Darcy Vessio. Thank you for joining me on my pod. It's taken two. I was I thought there must have been an issue between us because you hadn't invited me up until now. Yeah, there are a few issues between yeah, us. More, but no more interesting people to talk to than No me. no 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 no. Better late than never. Lovely. You are my third guest. So. It's lovely to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. No, thank you for being here. Um in researching for this podcast, which oh. I did extensive... Don't tell me you read my Wikipedia page, did you? <laughs> I did. I read your Wikipedia <laughs> page. And it says that you are the founder of AFLX. It's not true. It's not true. I don't know where that came from. I haven't... You know me well enough to know that I would have nothing to do with a concert. I know this is an AFL We endorsed. are in AFL house. I understand that, but I think my position on AFLX has been... Well made in the past. I have nothing to do. If anybody is listening to this, I'm sorry, of the hundreds of thousands of people listening to this, can I just say that that is false? Okay. I have had nothing to do with the construction or architecture of AFLX. Okay. I just wanted to check because it does say that the citation is missing after that fact. And this is a myth-busting podcast. So I just needed to check. Good. Um, so many people know you from TV and radio, Andy. Um, I remember watching you on Before the Game. That's probably oh, my yeah. first memory of you, watching you on Before the Game when I was growing up. You were the ones keeping the show together. <laughs> it was chaos. Um, but you obviously like live and breathe sport. Like, How did you find yourself to be here? Well, when I was um, – I can't remember exactly the age, but let's say 15. I got to an age where I had my, my awakening and my awakening was that I wasn't good enough to be you. I wasn't good enough to be somebody who could play sport at the highest level of whatever sport they were going to play. I've heard you've, you've got a decorated career at Thank Marceline. You. Thank you. Yeah, but that's moderate by other standards, okay. by loftier standards. We can go into that if you like Maybe a bit later. later. But um, once I realised I wasn't going to be good enough to um, play for a living, uh, I just thought, well, I'll write about it for a living. I'll just be a sports journo. Um, and so I was lucky in that respect because it made – at that if you, if you have a moment at that age where you go, well, that's what I'm going to do, everything else becomes pretty straightforward after that. You need a bit of luck along the way to end up doing some stuff. But that was all I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to do anything else. I had a brief moment when I was about – Grade five or six, where I thought about joining the priesthood, but that's that happens oh, wow. to everybody who goes to a Maris Brothers school. I think we all go through that. Okay. Yeah. So that that came and went pretty quickly. That was the only other thing that I ever thought about doing. That's unreal. Yeah. I did not expect. It, it that. didn't last for very long, Das. Yeah. I was only about. I was in grade five. Father, Father Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. No, we don't want to go there, do we? Think about that as a concept, <laughs> a proposition. No, but uh, like, do you ever get sick of talking sport, or does it give you energy? Um, that's, yeah, that's an interesting question. You do sometimes. Mm-hmm. The worst things, um, the worst thing is when you feel like you have to talk about something because it's the story of the day. It's mm-hmm. and and if it's a story you don't necessarily buy into or are engaged in, mm-hmm. but you know a lot of other people are, and particularly when you do a 
radio show Monday to Friday, which is a bit reflective of the conversation that's taking place out there. You feel like, okay, I'm just going to have to switch on here and buy into this thing, even if it's not my jam. Um, I'm lucky that I work with Bob Murphy in that regard because he is a bit like-minded. Bugger that, we'll just talk about what we want to talk about. Um, So on those occasions, um, yeah, it can be a bit challenging. But when you love sport the way I do, it's not just footy and it's not just cricket. I like quite a few sports. And so there's generally something going on that I'm getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch, which is no good for your long-term health. Yeah. No good. Yeah, well, I did read that you are a in-bed-by-nine kind of guy. No, I'm has, a real fun star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm has, a wild man. Does. Yeah, a wild boy over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no doubt AFLW is messing with that routine. Um, Being at training late. Or do you always duck off? Do you duck off? No, it's, no, 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 no. From work, you mean? Halfway, no, halfway through training, you duck off because you're like, oh, I've got to get out of I here. I can't have the dinners with you. When you go upstairs and have the meals, it's yeah. too much. I've got to go home. Yeah. But um, uh, no, no, routine-wise, it's been beautiful. I love it. I love, not that I've been able to catch it, get to training too much in the pre-season because of a few other commitments, but... um. I used to be like that too. I'd pack all my commitments um, during the pre-season and say, sorry, I'm working. I know, it was noted. (laughs) 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 I was part of those comments. Where's Darcy? I don't think she's committed. Part-time athlete things, you've got to (laughs) prioritise. You're you're a devoted blue bagger. I am. You are. and obviously you're the runner at Carlton yep. AFLW. But I wanted to ask you about the Carlton show because mm. my housemate Meg is an avid listener. She really? lo- she loves it oh so God. much. And oh. she was devastated that you didn't do it in 2020. Well, COVID, the, we're all um, challenged technologically. Um, in fact, one of us doesn't have a computer. Mm. So not me, but one of the other three blokes or the other two doesn't have a computer. Mm. So everyone said, oh, just do Zoom, you know, but no, no, well, we don't even, I don't even know what Zoom is. So okay. we yeah. couldn't, so the fact that we couldn't get into the same room to sit down mm. like you and I are now and do this, just have a chat, um, was a problem. And that was actually the reason, well, there were two reasons we started doing it. One was because we all started going to the footy together mm. when we were about 14 or 15. In fact, it was the three, for the, for the three of us, it was about the first thing we were allowed to do independent of our families. Mm. Yeah. Are oh, you going to the footy together? Okay, well, so we'd meet it um, either at the ground or at Flinders Street Station because we come from different parts of Melbourne, yeah. get the tram down Elizabeth Street, go to the footy, have a kick, get back on the tram, go to scary Flinders Street on a Saturday night back in the olden days when Sharpies still ruled and mm-hmm. gangs wandered the streets at about 6.30. It wasn't – Melbourne wasn't like it is now yeah, okay. back in those days. <laughs> Um, so, so we, that's how far we go back mm-hmm. and we went to school together and then we all sort of went our separate ways. So to be able to come back once a week when no one else was talking about Carlton, like we were a footnote yeah. on, um, footy conversations, mm-hmm. we thought, well, let's 
have a proper chat about our footy team when no one else wants to. Mm. And that's where it all started from. And we actually loved getting together. We'd have a couple of beers, we'd turn the yeah. record on and away we go. Yeah. So when we couldn't do that because of COVID, yeah. it just didn't quite feel as like it was as much fun. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not the same. No, not it's not. Being in the same room. And we were all screen challenged last year, weren't we? Yeah. We yeah. all got a bit sick of it. We were trying to minimise yeah. screen time, I think. You know? uh, yeah, I think so. I think... Yeah, you, you try to do the Zoom, but it's very unnatural. It is. In terms of having a conversation. Yeah, I agree. Even, yeah, even the fact, I felt like the fact that you look at the screen and you have to keep that eye contact yeah. is weird for a conversation. Like when you talk to someone, you're usually looking around. Yeah. You're not just having to stay <laughs> glued the whole time. <laughs> like you and I are yeah. right now. Really <laughs> yeah, like earnestly staring into one another's <laughs> eyes. It's so nice. <laughs> So I can really. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell Meg that the Carlton show will return. Oh no, no, I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Carlton know. show is a bit of Andy uncut, really. It was more Baz uncut. Baz yeah, uncut. He was. Um, okay. Yeah, he I became the star of the show, wasn't <laughs> okay. he? We were, we were very much the support cast. Um, oh. We, I love doing it. We did it for three or four years. I don't know how many years we did it for, and it. Now people are starting to talk about Carlton a bit more, you know, yeah. so it feels like the reason for us to do it kind of no longer exists. We're okay. more part of the kind of footy zeitgeist now than we were back in those days. So I don't know whether we need to talk about us anymore because everybody else is starting to. So okay. And hopefully more and more as the years unfold. Yeah, that's nice. For the right reasons, you know. Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. I agree. Um, so you've been part of, I guess, the AFL... Mm. Media landscape for what, 30? 1986 I started. So that's over 30, 35 right? years. Is that right? 35 years this that's year. That's right, it is. My 35th anniversary. Yeah. Is, there a, is it like teak? Is it a teak what anniversary? <laughs> what is that? I've got no <laughs> idea. Know. I'm not 35 yet, so I'm not even sure. You're a long way away from yeah, me. I'm I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm a You're while like off. You're like a decade away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I think. Yeah. 35 years, it is too. Mm. Started in um, 86, writing for Inside Footy. Yeah. And my first ever story that I ever filed was about Steve Silvani. Yeah, wow. So I lent on him because we played schoolboy footy together and mm-hmm. he made his debut. So I rang him and said, hey, listen, I've got to write a story for Inside Footy. Can I have a chat to you? And he said, yep, no worries. How good. There you go. That's awesome. Um, but, I, I, like, I obviously um, a lot of this conversation is going to be centred around AFLW. Um, wouldn't you rather talk about you? Let's talk about you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I wanted to know about how you've seen things, I guess, shift and change even in the past five years because you've been in footy for so long. Mm. What sort of changes have you seen? Oh, God. Um, probably too many to neatly roll into a 35-second you know, ball. For a, Not that I can give 35-second answers. I generally don't do that. You've got a minute. No, <laughs> go wild. Everything is for the better. Mm. Everything. Even the negative commentary that has come with it exposes part of the community that we need to know exists. Mm. Um, and we knew they existed anyway because they're generally contrary about other things. Now yeah. they're contrary about women playing footy. Mm-hmm. But other than, the, other than that noise that has come from that small but vocal, that's the bad, the good is... Too numerous to mention. From a Carlton perspective, um, I didn't realise uh, that there was something missing in our footy club. 
just from a fan's perspective mm-hmm. and a member's perspective, I didn't realise there was something missing until you guys arrived. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, there's this, of course, that's, the, that's been the missing piece. Um, and I hope you realise that for thousands of us, that's what you guys represent. Um, this fills in this this part that we it was a limb that we didn't ever know we didn't have, but it sprung, sprouted when you guys turned up, and um, it's made the footy club infinitely better, and will do for hundreds of years to come. It just make the place better. Um, I have three daughters, so and they're all of an age that when you were kicking footies with your brothers. You didn't have this. Well, I can go for a kick in the park and they can they actually pretend to be Darcy Vessio. Mm. They do do this, as I'm sure you very well know, and others. Mm. Um, and that's that's what I used to do. Well, except I used to be Alex Cheslinko. But yeah. that's what I used to do. So they're doing it. Mm. They lay their footy kit out for the Falks before they go down to a training session or a game. The night before a game, they've got their... Jumper, their shorts and their socks laid out on their bedroom <laughs> floor. I used to do that. I didn't tell them to do that. Mm. I just walked into so my middle daughter's room one morning and said, what's that? And she said, oh, one night before she went to bed, I said, what's that? And she said, I'm ready for tomorrow. I went down and said to him, I used to do that. Did you tell her to do it? And she said, no. So how good's that? And then you see him sing a song mm. after a game. Yeah. It's, the Fox is a good song. It's an amazing it's really song. song. It's an amazing it's song. Really it's song. like no other song it's I've ever heard. It's a great heard. song. It's great. Yeah. That just makes me almost want to cry. So yeah. It's good. Yeah. All good. Mm. And to think, like, I guess even six, seven years ago, like, um, Millie, how old's Millie now? She's 10 now. 10. Like about to turn 11 this week. So. Yeah. So when, when Millie was born, like, you probably didn't really imagine this. Like, or even when you've had all three of your kids, like you wouldn't have imagined that you'd be going to footy. No, I think I'd like to think that we would have found you. Go, I, I'm, I, even if there was no AFLW, mm. I'd like to think that we would have found the Darabin Falcons. Yeah. Um, because they would have loved footy growing up in the house that they grew up in. Yeah. But it's just given it a, it's a turbo boost, you know, like it's an adrenaline shot for women's footy that. Um, you know, credit to the AFL, credit to Gill and his team mm. for bringing it forward for to hell with the fact that we might not, you know, completely and totally be ready. Let, let's not – it doesn't need to be perfect mm. when we start it. Let's just get it started and we'll build towards perfect. Yeah. You know, we'll get it right. And, you know, anyone who watched any of the footy in round one will not believe – if you if you watch round one five years ago and you watch round mm. one this, you would go, hang on. Yeah. It's just not you would you would have seen that. It's yeah. not even the same it's going on. It's not even the same game. So um I can't remember what your what your question was now, but yeah, no, it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well even as a player, like I know six, seven years ago, like I didn't even think like when they announced it, I thought, like, do, can we do it? Like yeah. is that I didn't know that was something we I needed in my life. Can you remember the first night you ran out? I was, I was watching a game yesterday and there was Sarah Hosking playing for Richmond and um, um, Lauren O'Neill playing for Brisbane. Yeah. And they both ran out with you on yeah, the very yeah. first night. Mm. That night at Princess Park, yeah. 25,000 lockout, that unbelievable night at mm. Carlton. Can you remember what it felt like to be in that race that night? Okay. <laughs> you flipped it. 
Well, now, uh, yeah, I can remember. Like, I, I don't remember every detail, but no. I definitely remember the feeling, just the feeling of, of fullness and yeah. not knowing what was going to happen, but it felt so good. Um, yeah, uh, like, I feel so, so grateful to have been able to run out for that game. Like, I feel like I was just in the right place at the right time, like all things aligned. Um but yeah, it's something I'll always go back to and feel very fortunate well, hopefully about. You, hopefully, you have dozens of even better nights than that. Yeah, you know? well, well, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Yeah, um, I'll keep yeah. my crotchety old fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sort of, I guess, when I was thinking about having you in, I was thinking of why I wanted to talk to you. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Still wondering. <laughs> right, I'm looking at this answer. blank page. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you needed someone to peel the yeah. oranges. That, that was what <laughs> it was. Jump them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really see you as a bridge, sort of between AFL and AFLW, like because you know AFL so well and so intimately, but you have a deep understanding of AFLW. Like I see you as that link. Um, like, do you see yourself as that um, playing that bridge sort of role? I feel. If if somebody said um, that, or would you take on it? Would you be an ambassador for it, or you know whatever the? Mm. I'd be absolutely delighted to do that. I haven't. I don't embrace it, and lucky enough to participate at a very minor level in it because I want to be that. But if I can be used as a, um, you know that link. Or a, um, an advocate, or whatever, whatever the right word is, then I'm thrilled to be able to do that. And you know, we talk about it from the moment it it, it um, came into being. I've been more than happy to not happy. I want to talk about it, and uh, on a particularly when the mic's on, and you get a bit of pushback on a radio mm. station like ours, which is you know largely pretty blokey and. Very AFL centric and you know a bit traditional and a bit cons- the ones that you, a lot of the people you hear from are a bit conservative and then mm. it's not the whole audience by the way it's, it's just a bit of what we hear they're the ones we hear from I think and God love them they're entitled to their opinion right mm. um, but if by constantly talking about it and bringing people on to tell their story we had Courtney Wakefield on uh, from Richmond on. Uh, Friday show, mm-hmm. unbelievable story. Like what she did to get so. So if I'm the reason that her story is a great story for the knockers to hear. Ah, come on, women should you know all that, right? They hear what Courtney Wakefield did. Mum of two, grew up in a place called Top Hat out the back of Mildura. Mm. Seven weeks after she had her second kid, drives to Bendigo in 2019 to go to an open talent session, gets picked up Mm. and for the last two years she'd been playing in the AFL. She was driving 600 Ks, 1,200 Ks back and forth, 1,200 K round trip, you know, to to get to training. And then she'd do it again to come down and play a game. Mm. So by telling that story, I think hardened critics, not all of them, but some of them go... Jeez, that's pretty good. Mm. Well, that's pretty good. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So credit to her. Good on her. So bit by bit, mm. the more you let 
the game speaks for itself and the footballers speak for themselves. Um, rather than me say, you should watch this, it's really good. Yeah, you can't tell people can't how tell to people. feel. No, can't do it. I've yeah. learned that years ago. You can't yeah. do it. So you've learned that over time. It's yeah. just, yeah, because yep. you're not going to, they're not going to listen to you if you tell them. They don't hey, want to be told. You've got to love AFLW. Yeah. No, they don't want to be told. And that's mm. fair enough. Like, yeah. Fine. Mm. So just let, and we had, we had Meg on the show. Yeah. People love listening to her. Like, yeah, we yeah. had all of the, they, so bit by bit. And hopefully some of them watch the footy on the weekend. Yeah. And they would have gone, actually, yeah. Gee, that Jazzy Yana can play. Yeah. You know? But, so there's a bit of that. Yeah. You know? Let it freak, let it speak for itself because mm. it's got a good voice, I reckon. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think, yeah, you can obviously break down a lot of barriers just through telling stories. And I think that's why, it, that's why I love sport. It's not just the... The physical aspect of it, but mm. it's the stories and mm. every like once you learn someone's story, like you want them to succeed or hundred percent, yeah. And uh, the win and the loss is important. And this is the mm. other thing. Like as every year goes by, um, North Melbourne supporters, the women's team for a North Melbourne supporter, I imagine, is pretty important. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the boys, the boys are facing a challenging time in two thousand and twenty-one, but. Mm. If you're a North supporter and you look at your footy team, the women's team, you go, oh, hang on, we might get this year off to a pretty good start. Likewise, the Carlton, you know, the last two years being a Carlton supporter, we've been getting more joy out of the women's team than we have mm. out of the boys, you know. Hopefully yeah. we get loads out of both of them in yeah, the years to yeah. come. But So there's a they're actually pretty important for the couple of these clubs whose boys aren't going so well, but the girls are. Mm. For a couple of these clubs, it's pretty important, I reckon to have a women's team going pretty well in the comp. So yeah, there's that too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We try to do our bit. You do your bit. We you do, do more bit. your bit. <laughs> uh, your I jumper's s- beautiful, but can I just say, I said this to you before we came on, but yet again, your jumper, I just wanted to be acknowledged on your podcast that your Indigenous jumper that you've done is quite oh, the pride, beautiful. The pride oh, sorry, sorry, the, the pride jumper you've done is quite beautiful. So Thanks, Andy. Um, well done, again. No, I appreciate you. it. I'm, yeah, so fortunate to be in a position where I get to bring my two loves, mm. you know, art and football together. It's a pretty unique. You do it well. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was going to say that you're, uh, we sort of covered it then, but I see you very much as being on the front line in terms of you field calls all day or all Arvo yep. um, from Probably the crowd that um, may not have much exposure to women's footy. And I see you, Bob, and Half, you all kind of play that role. Like I think it's a really significant role for, for AFLW. Um, but have you seen a shift in the sort of calls yep. that you've received over over the years? No doubt. No, yep. Absolutely no doubt. So we mm. – the when did we play on a Thursday night? Yep. So Friday morning – a Friday afternoon. What did you think? Bob mm. thought the game was – Outstanding. Mm. Bob thought turning point for women's footy, best game of women's footy he thought he'd seen. Yeah. So I, so he came on and said that. Mm. And, well, what did you think if you watched it? So we would have taken, before we had to move on, we would have taken eight calls, every all men, mm-hmm. all, I'm going to guess, between the ages of 30 and 55, yep. there or thereabouts, all of them. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. Just and we weren't not taking 
people who wanted to ring up and say it was rubbish. There yeah. just weren't any. Yeah. So all the people who could be bothered ringing, and often anger and and contrarianism is a reason to get off on the phone. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's rubbish. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they were all just. Uh, oh, boys, I agree. I thought it was fantastic. So mm-hmm. um, there has been. If that's it's a tiny sample, mm-hmm. obviously, but if that's representative of a larger feeling out there, then. Um, yeah, the shift is well and truly on. I think. Yep. And look at the numbers who turned up. What mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know about. You, I don't necessarily spend a lot of time when we're there having a look around. But I get a sense that it's not just women and kids that go to AFLW games. Mm. There's a lot of blokes who go to AFLW games, and now yeah. they're paying ten bucks to get in. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. stop them from turning up on the weekend. No, it didn't. Contrary to, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, a lot of people thought, but we knew that. We did too. People who want to get there will get there. Yep. I think they'd be prepared to pay more than 10 bucks, to be honest, but a lot of them, if they could. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I'm just going to pivot now. Um, So you're. (laughs) (laughs) You are married to fellow journalist, a written comedian, because she is a comedian. She's pretty funny, yeah. And legend. She's a legend. Emma Race. Yeah, yeah. and I would love to be a fly on the wall in your household when you're discussing footy. I think you'd cover it from every single angle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate the brilliant mind of Emma Race and just ask how influence how influential she's been yeah. in you deepening your understanding of all the things footy and around uh, footy. Beyond my capacity to um, tell you. Um, through her work, you know, her ad- advocacy work and the outer sanctum and making the call and, you know, all the things she does. And um, I've just learnt, you know, enormous – I've learnt about stuff I didn't even know existed mm. um, from a, you know, from the gender, gender equality perspective. It's – I still can't necessarily verbalise it. I'm still – the wrong word will come out every now and again when I'm mm. – no, no, I meant to say this, but I said that. Yeah. But um, my understanding of how important that is is greater now, you know, 11 or 12 years down the track than it was before I met her. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's profound, the impact that she's had on me. And some of the people I've met through her, you know, are likewise really influential people. So um, I'm very lucky that – we found each other, and um, I'm grateful that we did. So yeah. now we've got three little women. Who are gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Powerhouses. Yes, yes. So who knows what that looks like down the track? But it's been fun so far. Mm. Great. I just yeah. I she's amazing. To. She's an amazing human being. Mm. I think um, she's doing incredible work anyway. But there's some like if I could. Be a PR. There's something there for. There, there's something that's, that somebody hasn't yet mm. identified her as being the perfect person for. I'm yeah. not. Quite, I don't know what it is exactly. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah, like it's because yeah. everything she's done so far. To yeah. think that there's still that. I think there's something. There's a. There's a. There's one. Mm. There's a. Yeah, of course we have to get her to do that. Yeah. You know, and then the like she's got a. You know, there's this really – there's a strong and committed community that she's part of mm. and she's right in the eye of that 
yeah. communities, you know, storm. But um, she, I think she could have a, a broader mm. influence and impact somewhere. I'm not sure how or where or might just be me being a fanboy, but, um, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. there's – she's doing a great job. Yeah, doing I agree. a good job on me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Emma is also such an enabler of other people. No question. Like I think yep. everyone she speaks to, she makes everyone walk that little bit taller and make them feel like they've got mm. everything they need in their own hands or in their minds. So yeah. pretty special quality. I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, enough about her. And uh, back to you, yeah, Andy. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that you. I think a lot of people would see you as you know one of the good guys in sport, along with Bob. He's much better, by the way. But I think there are many men like you who love women's sport. They want to see women having those opportunities and are, are there to support, but perhaps don't really know what they can do or how to speak up and that sort of thing. Like, do you have any thoughts around that? Well, turn up. Mm. If, you, if, you, if you do, if you like it and you want to support it, you know, it's not, I'm lucky that I can, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I can, I'm inside the walls of you, you guys let me in where you guys are. And I've for five, six, seven years been calling women's cricket. Mm. And for years I've been talking about women's golf. And so I'm, whether I've been commentating or very fortunately running for you and your, and your colleagues, I've, I've been close to it. But um, so that's, pri- that's a very privileged and fortunate position to find yourself in. But if, I, if that was all taken away from me tomorrow, mm-hmm. next Saturday, next Friday night, I'm at, I'm at the Western Oval. I'm turning up and watching you play. And I'm Sunday down at the Falks for their next practice game. And when Hawthorne's VFLW team start, I'm going to be dragged along and I'm happily dragged along to go and watch them play. Mm. And so just turn up. Like, take your dog for a walk and if you're allowed to take your dog into the venue, sit there with your dog on a grassy bank and watch a game of women's cricket or women's footy or go and watch Suo take on the boys at Rosebud in the player series like she did yesterday and nearly win it. Just, you know, when you go to the Vic Open, if you go to the Vic Open, mm. follow the women. They're better to watch if you're a male golfer. They're better to watch than the men. Yeah. Like we, the men play a different girl. It's, it's a thousand reasons why women's sport is way more accessible for blokes. You can still go and watch your AFL footy and watch your BBL and you t- still do all of that too, but just turn up. Like, mm. I think that's... Um, Pretty simple but pretty effective yeah. way of, you know, lending your support and showing that you're interested. You know, mm. it's good. Yeah. I think that's very sound advice, mm. just rocking up and being there. Because yeah. I, I think a lot of people are worried about saying the wrong thing or they think they can't critique if if they're there or if they see something they can't add to the conversation. But I think the biggest thing, like I know with the girls, like we're happy to be critiqued if you're there. Yeah. Like I think yeah. what we don't want is people chipping in to criticise who would never support us sort yep. of thing. But if you're there riding the bumps and you watch the game and you have something to say, like we're, we're there for it yeah. and we encourage it. Yeah, good. I mean, mm. 
that's what that comes with the territory, you know. Yeah. So, but I think you're right. It has to be fair, mm. um, and it has to come from a position of, well, I saw it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Actually, I saw it, so I know what I'm talking about. You know. Yeah. Um, but also you need to understand, you know, like where the player has come from. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just because they're playing in something called the AFLW, don't think for one second that Darcy Vesio. Well, you're a bit different because you have been. You were born to play this game. You were probably kicking a footy since you were a little kid. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's probably a lot of women uh, who haven't been. Um, as close to the game as you have for as long as, you know, you have. So just understand that and, – and also even – but even for you, even for somebody like you, you haven't necessarily been given, um, I suspect, the same levels of institutional support that comes with yeah. a talented 12-year-old boy. Yeah. 14-year-old boy, 16-year-old boy, 18-year-old boy. Like there's – an energy and there's there's um, uh, there's financial commitment and there's resources that go into the boys' game that allows an 18-year-old boy from, say, five years ago to be, you know, more advanced than perhaps an 18-year-old girl. But I'll say this. The 18-year-old girls that are coming into footy now, mm. you play with a couple of them, are a very different product if you want to use that word yeah, from a football different beast i know they they are a very advanced footballer yeah well yeah i i always see like i think i've always held the game quite close but the game perhaps hasn't always held us close but now the game is way of putting it the game is holding those girls close yep. and giving them that support and that's it's showing a lot. So this is why I should have been interviewing you because <laughs> no. your answer to that question was much better than mine. Well, I knew the question. <laughs> I've been sitting on the question. Yeah, it did sound a bit reversed, <laughs> your answer. <laughs> uh, um, so on that, on that. Yeah. Because I often think that the men playing AFL underestimate the influence they could have on the progression of our game in terms of... The women's game. Yeah, yeah in terms of, of speaking out, yeah. showing up. Like, what are your thoughts on that? No, I couldn't agree with you more. So, for example, yesterday uh, in the background, I was watching the... Uh, I, was, I watched a bit of every game. I watched too much of every game on the weekend, but I was watching a bit of the Brisbane-Richmond um, game yesterday and I noticed the ball went out of bounds on the punt road side of the ground. And there was Press Barkas and a couple of her dodgy little mates sort of hanging over the fence. <laughs> yeah. They weren't watching the footy, of course. They were all on their mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. But they were there. Mm. So if that had been, let's say that was, um, if that had been Dustin Martin, Trent Cochin, you know, pick, pick Jack Rue, pick four or five of Richmond players. If that had been them, and I'm not saying, boys, you have to go, right? Do whatever you want. No. But if that had been them in the outer. Yeah. And people were just wandering around with a cup of coffee and then they go, gee, the Richmond boys are into this. Yeah. This must be all right. And then those photos get in the Herald Sun on the, in the paper the next day. Mm-hmm. Then you know what, how important that is. Yeah. So um, I, I agree. They, they, if they wished to do that, mm. I mean, God, when we were playing when, – sorry, when you guys were playing in the um, – Grand final over in Adelaide two years ago, mm. and 
Eddie Betts walked into our rooms, yeah. albeit as an Adelaide Crow. I was like, how good is this? Yeah, it just changed. You know? It changed. Like, we were pretty down. Mm. Like, we just lost the grand final. But he made the effort to come in and, you know, console mm. some of the girls, just tell them that they did a good job mm. and that he supported us as a whole. And that made a huge difference and I'm sure that will stick with a lot of girls. It definitely stuck with me. Um, Darcy, there were 53,000 people there that day. Yeah. Do you think about that much? Oh. You, you probably don't. I tell you, yeah. When, I, you, when you're asked to think about it, do you yeah. realise what happened that day? I tell you what, I should have just taken a moment to take it in a bit more, I think. Um, probably probably had to focus a bit yeah it wasn't a bit more, of but, course you know but yeah. i do I, I felt like perhaps we didn't f- quite feel the gravity of the crowd because mm. like i think for the adelaide girls you know they completely demolished oh. us and rocked yep. the whole arena and every time you kick a goal you sort of open yourself up to the crowd whereas i felt like every time they kicked a goal we sort of went further into our shell and you sort of block that out so yeah I think the Adelaide girls would have felt every one of mm. those 53,000 um but yeah yeah even though we definitely didn't get what we wanted that day um yeah you can't help but There's think moment, it was pretty moment. special yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. yep very special um I've derailed you again you <laughs> <laughs> oh I was gonna ask you a quick one mm. um this is sort of to do with footy but also just to do with life. Like I know that you enjoy putting your opinions out there. You enjoy tweeting your thoughts and, you you know, you make your stance known. Like how do you deal with that criticism, the criticism that comes with that? Well, I guess you, you only do it if you realise that stuff's going to come back the other way. So yeah. um, I think you probably moderate it a bit over time. You can block people too and mute people on Twitter, yeah. which is a very underutilised tool, I reckon. Yeah. There's a lot of people in social media who don't deserve to have their voice heard. Mm. Um, so, I, I, and a lot of them I don't think are real people. Actually, I don't think a lot of them are actually real people. So yeah. I, I, I think that if you, the minute you see something that's a word or a tone, or you just get rid of them from your world. They'll bob up somewhere else as yeah, yeah, yeah. something else, you know. But... Um, but when it's robust and um, engaged, people I don't care if people disagree with me. Like, it's great. You know, that's good for you sometimes because it gives you – if you take the opposition point on yeah. and you go, oh, it challenges your position a bit and you go, oh, actually, maybe I should have thought about that mm. or – and we've all – I mean, I've had a misstep or two along the way where I've gone, yeah, I, I was out of line saying what I said. Mm. Um, so you live and learn, you know, and you – Get from the sensible dialogue and back and forth, you get you're, you're better for it, I think. But once you, when you get to my age too, you just you don't care. You don't care. care you know, no. Okay. You, know, you you'll learn to like you've got a long way to go. Yeah. You're a sweet young thing, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> sensitive little yeah, flower. Yeah, but we we're all that <laughs> once upon a time. You yeah. know, now it, you just you're comfortable in your own skin. You're a bit browbeaten by the whole thing. Yeah. You just don't – you don't care. But And if you're going to have the thing, like if you're going to – you know, I think there's benefit in having an active 
social media. I mean, you you, you use yours, you know. Again, I'm, but you, you're a you're a magnificent user of social media, um, and you make your point in different ways than I do when you want to make your point. Um, but I don't have the capacity to do what you do, so I just have to be a bit blunter. But well, um, you're a pretty good dancer. I'm not, but thanks for saying that. <laughs> it's, I'm not at all, but I do appreciate you saying that. What's life if you don't have a dance every now and again? That's so true. Come on. It's a beautiful expression of self, I yep. think. Every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Just when there's no cameras around. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what it is. She, see, she's captured that woman you mentioned before. Yeah. She's captured too many of those moments and yeah. put them out there for the world to see. Broadcasting. Yep, yep. We love it though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now I think we already sort of covered this, but I was just going to end on, yeah, asking how AFLW and I guess women's sport just thriving at the moment, yep. like what it's done for your family. Wow. Um, well, it's it's well, it's opened up. It, well, it's brought it's. Give us a can. It's given us a connector. Like you know, we're all different. And, you know, the young ones are developing their own their own selves, but we will always come back to one another through sport. Um, they're going to be participants, you know, for the rest of their lives. I've got no doubt about that. I can tell already. They're they're going to be either watchers or players, or you know, they're already. One of them already pretends to be a commentator when there's a backyard game of cricket. She doesn't want to battle ball. She wants to commentate, which is a bit of a worry. So great. It's a bit of a worry. <laughs> She's very good. Uh, much better than me. So that's so there's that. Um, I just love I just love what it's given to them. I, I just know they're gonna be I know what sport being you know, playing sport for my whole life. Um did for me in terms of being part of a team and part of a club, and I know girls had that. I know they had it. I know you, there was. I know you did, but I'm old school enough to think that footy and cricket clubs are different. There's something about a footy club and a cricket club in Australia that's different than from other sporting clubs. Yeah. I don't know why because I've never been part of a netball club or a. Mm. I've been part of a tennis club. I'm part of a golf club. Yeah. Footy and cricket are different. Footy is a very powerful – these are powerful groups if you get into the right ones mm. and they can be so positive. And um, so they're going to have that. And that's, um, that's really good for them, I think. And we'll all do that together. Yeah. You know, we'll do our Sunday mornings down at AH Cap and – well, over at Northcote now, and we'll do all of that for a long time to come. Oh, hopefully, there. Hopefully, one of them's wearing the number three jumper in ten years' time. She gets her name up in the locker Absolutely. after DVSEO, You yeah. know, <laughs> something like that would be kind of cool. But they can they can dream to do so, and we can just love watching them think about that stuff. Um, so I'm not sure I answered that question very well, but I think you did. I got a bit dreamy, you know. Well, that, and that's that's exactly it. Yep. A dad can dream. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's good fun. Thank you so much for jumping us, on, it's Andy. It's been fun. Hopefully there's something worthwhile in all of that for someone other than you and me. Or I me. think so. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll listen to it. Good on you. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Das. <laughs>